Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Hi, I'm your host, Jack McLean, and today my guest is Harry Sheasel, the 2022 AFL Draft Prospect. Harry is one of the most recognised upcoming AFL players in the 2022 draft. Not only is he an elite footballer, he loves hanging out with his friends and family and playing golf. His local football club are the Ajax Football Club, NAB League team is the Sandringham Dragons, and he barracks for the Hawthorne Football Club. Highlights from this episode, we discuss tips for developing footballers to boost their confidence and the ability to reset mentally during games. The key areas Harry focuses on when playing as a speed forward. Why focusing on your strength as a player is so critical. Harry's pre-game routine from nutrition to recovery all the way up until game day. And why Harry values training smart and quality of training over volume. Before we start this episode, join me on our next Prepare Like a Prolo live chat coaching event. We have one for Australian Rules footballers on AFL game day recovery to improve your energy and performance for the upcoming finals and one for strength and conditioning coaches what you really need to know as a strength and conditioning coach if you join our email newsletter today you have a special 50 percent discount code you can join a newsletter at preparelikeapro.com for those coaches wanting to learn and create an online coaching business make sure to check out our academy let's get into today's episode with harry sheasel hope you enjoy good to see you harry thanks for jumping on mate thanks jack thanks for having me on Representing as well, the hoodie's looking good. Yeah, well. yeah. got to represent. Nice, um, mate. Yeah, cut the jumper, so yeah, got to wear it. Very good. I was training Dion, who's an under-15 Ajax player, and he was talking you up. You probably wouldn't know of him yet, but he's another Ajax player that's looking up to you, mate, trying to follow your footsteps. Let's dive into the beginning of your football career. At what age did you discover that you were going to take it pretty seriously and want to become a professional player? Yeah, so... Probably started very young since I was like really young, like I was kicking that. I always like dreamed about playing high level footy and that, but it probably became like a real realization probably under 14s, under when I started yeah. playing interleague, playing good footy there. And yeah, it kind of transformed into like it being an internal goal for me and something I really like worked towards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's obviously a common dream for Melbourne footballers growing up, but you mentioned once you started making that interleague team, so did you start growing in confidence, you think, at 14, 15, when you started getting selected in rep sites? Yeah, definitely. And also playing well at that level gives you a lot of confidence and that's probably the highest level you can play at that age. So yeah. if you're playing well, that's obviously giving you a lot of confidence to work harder as well off, like off the track to put the extra work in to keep staying at the top. And how did that shift for you mentally? Did you still have fun with the game when you started putting in extra work and started seeing it as a, as a bit of a career and started having performance goals? Did that change the fun factor or you still have lots of fun? Yeah, no, it didn't change it. The fun factor's always got to be there. I love my footy, everything about it, even the training. Sometimes it gets hard, but yeah, you still got to enjoy everything because I think once you forget that, you probably should give it up. So yeah, I think fun's the main thing. Yeah, on that, that's a good point. I think you value the enjoyment factor. When, you, when times are going tough, maybe you have a little nickel injury, you can't play or your form's not where you want it to be or perhaps you're in pre-season, like you said, and sometimes you're just getting through the grind of, of doing lots of strength and conditioning and extra skills. Yeah. What do you lean towards? 
to to bump up the the fun and the enjoyment factor. Probably looking forward to the season, knowing that you're working towards playing well, and you know that if you do play well, you'll you'll enjoy yourself more. So yeah, just that, I guess, having that in mind when you're training hard, that you're, you're doing it for a reason. This, yeah, and along your journey, who who have been some strong influences, mentors, if you like. Yeah, so my dad was probably the first one. He got me into footy. We went to the park a lot growing up. He used to like drill balls into me. So yeah, he probably started my footy journey for me. And yeah, and a few others along the way. Dave Butterfant, who I did a bit of strength and conditioning work with a couple of years back. And he was great for me, not just about like strength and conditioning, but also the mental side of stuff, just to how to deal with things on field. And yeah, just like me, he taught me a lot of like mental cues. And then obviously the gym work and speed work as well. And then yeah, at Dragons, Jackson Kornberg, who's probably listening now. So, Jacko. Yeah, he was really big for me in my life when I joined Sandy my last few years. Yeah, just how much like care he put into all these players. And like he, we still keep in contact. He's up on the Gold Coast now. And yeah, he was really big for my development, I guess, into a more elite level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, well, let's go back into a little more detail with Dave and, and Jackson. So, how did you come across David Butters? I think dad's, dad's mate knew Butters. So, I got in contact through him. Yeah. Okay. And then you would catch up, would that be over the phone? Would it be face-to-face? How did that sort of... No, yeah, that, butters? yeah, they were face-to-face sessions. So we used to go to the park and do a lot of speed drills, speed endurance drills. And then he also gave me gym programs, nutrition plans and yeah. Oh, fantastic. Wow, okay. Yeah, so that sounds great. Like you, got it, you got used to living the elite lifestyle at a pretty young age. Yeah. For, for those listening in that haven't had access to that recess resource yet or, or perhaps they're working towards getting into an elite program and uh, having that resource. What performance benefits did you feel with your football when you started looking into things like nutrition? You mentioned doing some mental skills and mindset training and then obviously doing some work in the gym and in the field as I started yeah. putting behind the scenes. What did you notice on game day? Definitely a lot of reward from that. I think I just took my, took my game to the next level. Just like even like a few percent, just to get that like extra edge compared to everyone else who probably wasn't putting in the same work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think confidence is a big thing that comes out of training hard. You know you've put in the work, so when you go there game day, you you feel confident that you're probably going to do better than those that haven't. Yeah, um, so it's that inner belief, and obviously your body's up to that because you put in the work. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Thanks, thanks for that insight. Yeah, into your mindset and, and your approach. There's a couple of questions that have come through, so I'll go off the script for a second and, and answer. You can answer your fans. So one's written in from YouTube. NBA fan is his title. Hi, would you feel? How do you feel about getting going into state in the draft, particularly yeah. to a successful big club like West Coast? If you're going to pick number two, <laughs> obviously he's a West Coast fan, I imagine. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I'm not sure about like West Coast and that, it's probably a bit far out. But yeah, I'm happy to go interstate. I'll go anywhere to play footy. I love my footy and I think I'm pretty independent that I'd be fine interstate. No doubt. And he's followed on from there saying you're considered a hybrid mid-forward by the draft experts. Would you like to be eventually a pure midfielder or more a pure forward or do you like being a hybrid for two? I think the good thing about my game is I can be both. I can either be a mixture of the two, purely forward, which I've done a lot like the last few years in the Dragons and then yeah, my whole, my whole junior career, I played pure midfield. So I think I can impact like wherever I play, maybe even off a halfback or something. But yeah, I'm not really sure what will happen down the, down the road, but we'll say, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. happy to play anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the beginning, eh? Plenty, plenty to, yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, um, I'm sure it's going to happen. And then on Instagram, it doesn't actually say who's written these, but your favourite exercise, I imagine that would be in the gym. What's your favourite gym exercise? 
probably cable flies. Cable flies, yeah. Get yeah, the chest going. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a chest pump. <laughs> what about your favourite day of the week? Game day, Saturday or Sunday. This one was also sent through via Instagram stories. Alicia, how do you go about recovering your body when you're feeling a bit fatigued and sore going into a game? What's your favorite recovery methods? Yeah, so this year I've like put a lot of work into my recovery. Um, we actually got an infrared sauna at home, which has been really big. I've been doing that multiple times a week, which is, yeah, flushes the body out and it's really good for the muscles. So I do that post-game day and also like before a game the night before. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I also started getting like massages frequently post games just to make sure the body recovers quickly and I'm ready for like a week of training and then feeling fresh for the game as well. Yep. Yep. We'll quickly go back to your your, influ- your strong influences in your career. So, Jackson Kornberg, I believe I wrote that down as it was a strong yep. influence. Take us through exactly how Jackson sort of helped your, your game to this point. Yeah. So, he was my under 16s coach at Dragons and I came in. And then 16s preseason, and it was probably like the first coach I had at, at that level. And he like really like looked up, like looked after me. And the one thing I like learned from Jacko is to like give 100% into people, and it's more than just football. So yeah, he really cares about the people that he coaches, not just like their ability in football. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and he also instilled a lot of belief in me and confidence for me to be the best player I can be. That's great. What a philosophy. Yeah. Live by people first. Uh, what, what is that? mean to you like how is that in your life over the last couple of years since you've sort of started living that belief yeah well it just shows me that the more you give out to people and the more like you put effort into them like they'll probably reciprocate it yeah and then you're just a more liked person and people want to hang around you want to learn off you and then yeah he taught me a lot about leadership as well and also learning from last year dragons boys the leadership group there and how well connected that group was Mm -hmm. i learned a lot from that and tried to implement that this preseason at Dragons and then into this season. Yep. And on that, yeah, Dragons having it another strong year. It's been a pretty strong program for the last few years. What, what, yeah. what do you put that to? Why is setting of Dragons been so strong? I think the resources that we have, we have like an unbelievable setup at RSCA Park. We get like all the St Kilda facilities, the great ground, gym, and also just the staff are unbelievable how much work they put in and even like volunteers. And it's kind of like already like an elite program. It feels like an AFL club. So I think that's a main contributor, definitely. Yep. Yeah, there's been a lot of players that have been getting drafted. I think the record was broken recently by Sandy. Yeah, I think last year was 12, which is enormous. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, this is a another question sent in from YouTube. What's a tip for being a half forward who also plays in the midfield? What, what's sort of your approach when you're playing that hybrid role? Yeah, so as a forward, I think the main thing I've learned is just to be lively. Always be on the move and like, yeah, never let your defender be comfortable playing on you. Like, that's not let them just sit in the spot that they want to sit. Always on the move, always active. And then, yeah, high work rate, definitely getting up the ground and then working back hard to try and lose your opponent on the way back. Yeah, that's the main thing for a forward. And then when you do go into the midfield, just to give it 100%, go hard at the contest, be on the move, try and be creative. Yeah, they're probably the main things. Fantastic, mate. Love that. That's great. There's some massive points. So, working on your. That being on the move and being agile, that's something that is a strong suit of yours. What have you done to work on that craft and to be able to yeah, really strengthen your weapon? What are some of your, your yeah. focuses on training to improve your agility and your ability to be able to stay on the move? Yeah, I think my agility and just like natural like decision-making and that is probably it's very natural. I've kind of done that my whole junior career and then I have a lot of confidence with that. And then obviously I've been able to like support that with gym work. Like me and you, we've been doing 
a bit of that agility stuff and power stuff, lower body stuff recently. And I think, yeah, that just supports it. So it can't yep. just be natural ability that gets you through. And how important is it? You mentioned that it's something that you've, you've had naturally. How important is it to really focus on your strengths? Yeah, that's probably the main thing I did learn coming into Dragons. They stress like the way you get drafted kind of is having really good strengths rather than being okay or just good at everything. So the more like elite strengths that you have and weapons you have, the more that will set you apart from the rest of like the cohort, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because that's, that's your assets. That's what's going to yeah. set you apart from the rest and, and whether that's to get drafted or make a rep side, whatever it might be there, that probably the reasons why the coach puts you in those positions is because of your strengths and, and uh, yeah, it allows you to play your best footy and, and you probably enjoy playing that style as well. I think that's what's most appealing for clubs and recruiters for any level, yeah. Absolutely. And you mentioned work rate. That is something that's so important in the game these days for half forwards to be able to not only work hard when their team's got the ball, but also, like you mentioned, off the ball too and, and run your opponent off your feet. What are some of your favourite ways to, to get fit more, more so when you're in the off-season, pre-season? How do you go about your conditioning? Yeah, so I do a lot of long-distance running, so just like 10Ks, 5Ks, just to, like I guess, complement my harder sessions, like my 400s and repeat hundreds and all that. So we have a Dragons program that we get in the preseason. So I do most of that. And then I complement that with with a lot of like longer distance running just to get, I guess, that extra bit of distance into your legs. And I feel like that helps me like run out games and get the Ks up during games. Yep. And flipping into it, no doubt there are some challenges that you've faced in your career. What would be at this point your biggest challenge that you've faced and, and what did you learn from overcoming that challenge? Yeah, my biggest challenge was probably in interleague under 15s i didn't make the div one team i had stress fractures that pre-season going into that year but yeah i probably still thought i was probably eligible like probably should have made that team the 15 ones and i was pretty distraught when i didn't i remember that night going home and crying a bit and a bit confused but yeah i guess i remember sending an email to the coach at the time and not saying that i should have but asking why and he like probably said that i probably just wasn't up to the level so yeah that taught me that you probably, not everything's just gifted to you. It wasn't really a wake-up call because I feel like I worked pretty hard even then. It was more just to show you that, yeah, nothing, no, nothing's just handed to you and you can never be, like, comfortable where you are. Yeah, and then where has that transpired into who you are today? What would be some things that, how's that sort of helped you, I guess, into who you are today? Yeah, well, I think that's just showing me, like, whatever level I get to or whatever I whatever I accomplish, to be satisfied with that and acknowledge that and be grateful for it and to not just take it for granted because you never know what's going to happen. Maybe that's your best achievement. So may as well, yeah, appreciate it when it happens. Yeah. And you're a Hawthorne fan. Who, who's your favourite yeah. player growing up? And then who's yeah. your favourite Hawthorne player? Growing up, definitely Buddy. He's my all-time favourite. I think he's the GOAT for sure. And at the moment... I love all of them. They're really like an exciting group. Jack Scrimshaw, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And Franklin, the best, you reckon? Best yeah. of all time? Yeah, definitely the most talented. Yeah. Uh, just love watching him, yeah. Yeah, he's super entertaining. It's unbelievable the things he can do, that's for sure. Go, going back, we'll go to in-season focuses, but going back to your off-season, pre-season focus coming into your draft year, for, for those that might be listening to the podcast recording or even live that are going into their draft year, how did you sort of up the stakes in your, in your pre-season going into this year to ensure that you're well-prepared and, and resilient from injury, but also that you're going to yeah. play your best footy. Yeah, so that year, that pre-season I had stress fractures taught me a lot about my body and also the way to train, like how to train smart. 
So I learned from that. I probably was, because I got those stress fractures from overload, I probably was doing too much and just trying to do everything I could. So from that, I learned that the less, the better and just train, train well when you are training, give it your all and train smart, like not doing multiple sessions a day and planning well and also focusing on recovery and other little things like Pilates. I've done a lot of that since my back injury, just to stay on top of like, I guess that extra little bit of strength and so yeah, Pilates and then staying consistent was the main thing. This doing multiple gym sessions, like two upper body, two lower body per week, and then three to four running sessions and also a lot of variety to make sure I'm still motivated. Yeah, it's a great message for, for young footballers, mate. How you mentioned, like it's not not always more is is better. Obviously, you got to put in the work to to build your yeah. capacity, but like you said, training smart is looking after your, your long career, which is which is probably more important. Trying to prevent injuries because that's never fun. Hey there, hope you're enjoying this episode with Harry Sheasel. We're just going to take a quick break to hear a snippet from our interview with Jacob Van Bruin who is currently a AFL draft prospect for 2021 draft. He's currently playing the Melbourne Football Club. Any advice for players coming through that are trying to do what you've done? Yeah, so I would just say always work hard and probably always work on your weaknesses, but also make your strengths what are unique about you. So make sure you make your strengths better than anybody else's who's got, who also sees that as a strength. And if you can do that, if you're the best at what you do, then things should start panning out for you. And yeah, just obviously just work hard in what you're doing. I think a big thing in that is having confidence in yourself and knowing that you can do and you can achieve what you set your mind to. To hear more from Jacob Barron, make sure to scroll to episode 33 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Now back to the rest of the episode with Harry Sheasel. Hope you enjoy and thank you for listening. Stretch fractures in your back when you when you got that injury at that point. Just for those listening in, you said you were overtraining. What what did a typical week look like um, at that stage? Yeah, so it was actually COVID as well. So a lot of time in your hands. Um, yeah, a lot of time in my hands and sitting down all day probably wasn't great for my back on Zoom. But yeah, I was probably just running every day and just doing the like same hard sessions every day, just back to back. Not on great surfaces either. I was doing a lot of like road running. So yeah. A lot of gym work, probably lifting heavily with not the right technique either. So just, yeah, combination of them just probably put a bit too much stress on it. Yeah. And then from, you know, get, being educated, who is helping you along the way in terms of Pilates is going to help strengthen your core, you know, and then also the fact that, you know, running on certain surfaces isn't the greatest for the, for the joints in your body. So who was sort of guiding you and, and giving you yeah. this sort of back during rehab phase my physio was really good david francis and he's like an ex-collingwood physio yeah he was really knowledgeable on it and i'd see him regularly for treatment and then also advice on how to progress my training slowly get back to where i need to be and then they also have someone there who is i'm really experienced on pilates so he recommended me me to him and i did a bit of technique work with him as well so yeah they, they were great fantastic and then is it something that you continually manage? Is there exercises you have to do regularly with your back or is it something that's pretty good now? Yeah, it's, thankfully it's pretty good now. I think they just always stay around. It's just managing the pain and, and that, but I haven't had any issues with it like in the last couple of years, thankfully. Yeah, so what was the second half of the question? Sorry. No, that was it. That was it. That was oh, it. Okay. Fantastic. That's great. So, all right, well, going back into in-season then, what what are some... What does a typical week look like for you? We'll start with, let's say, Monday. What's your, yep. what's your, your focus on a Monday? And then just briefly take us through each day leading into a, a Saturday game, for example. 
Yeah, so on a Monday at Dragons, we do a recovery and review. So Monday afternoon, we'll probably get there. We have really good facilities, like I said before. So we have like a a pool at, at St Kilda where we go and do a bit of work in there. There's also a hydro pool, which is good for recovery. And then we do like some mobility stuff and then we do our re- review of the game. Mm-hmm. And if we play it on a Saturday, I'll probably do a little jog on the Monday just to flush the legs out a bit, probably like a couple K either before training or at training when I get there. Okay, so, so that's sort of self-driven. That's something that you add in that you like personally yourself. Yeah, I sometimes do like it, sometimes a 5K as well, just to yeah make sure I'm staying on top of my fitness. Because um, I feel like during the year, I sometimes lose that fitness. So like, I like doing an extra run just to stay on top of it outside yep. of training. And for those um, listening, that, what, why do you choose to do that on Monday? Just take us through your approach. Yeah, because I'm probably not as sore the day after a game if it's a Saturday game. Yep. Uh, and it's also good for the legs, I think, to if I am like, it's probably like the first thing I do post-game just to get the legs moving. And then also cause, for, the, for training that way. And yeah, because I'm not just... Yeah, kind of like removes a bit of the soreness and gets me moving again. Before Tuesday main session, we do Tuesday, Thursday at Dragons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're the main sessions. And then Wednesday, I try and do a lower body workout. So, yeah, we start doing your program now since I've seen you, either like with you or at home in the gym. Yep. And Thursday, main training again. And then Friday, if we're playing Saturday again, I'll probably do like a light weight session, upper body session, and a bit of like yeah, a bit of a bike or something just to be yep. moving. Yeah, so there's a, bit, there's a fair bit of work when you throw in year 12, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's good balance though. I've, I've kind of improved on that. At the start of the year, I probably found it a bit hard to, to keep the balance, but now I've got the hang of it, I think. Yeah, and what, is, what are some things that have helped with balance? Are you someone that likes to plan your week? Are you a scheduling person or is it more just what are, you, what are you, some of the things that you like to do to make sure that you, I guess yeah. you don't feel overwhelmed, that you feel on top of all the things that are on your plate? Yeah, I don't think scheduling really works for me. I just kind of go with the flow because, yeah, a lot can change. Depending on the day, depending what schoolwork I have and the time I have and how my body's feeling, I'll kind of, yeah, decide what I'm going to do depending on how I'm feeling. And I just try and get as much schoolwork done as possible in the time I have. And if I'm feeling, my body's feeling good, I can just, yeah, do like a light session. Yep. Just as like an add-on, yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll go back to the, the fans. We'll go to the YouTube to start with. Darcy Kelson's written in, what's Harry's game routine, like warm-up for a game? Do you, obviously, you've got your team structures and preparation. Is there anything that you do outside of that to get you up? get yourself up for the game, both mentally as well as... Yeah, yeah. once I get to the ground, it's probably, yeah, I just go out on the ground, probably have a few like little pot shots at goal, then come back into the rooms and we have our team meetings usually like an hour before the game. Mm-hmm. So right before that, I'll do like a little roll. Well, I roll at home actually, but then I'll get there and I'll do my band work. So just like mm-hmm. that lower body, just similar to what we do in the gym. Um, bit of activation, yeah. S- some glute bridges and then I do some squats and then some power squats just to get feeling a bit powerful and then right before the team meeting I do like a bit of like a plank just to get the abs and the core turned on yeah. and then yeah a few push-ups to get the upper body going and then team meeting and then we do our warm-up on the ground. Oh, fantastic thanks mate that's a great insight for, for uh, footballers listening in so yeah, it's uh, on that at what point in your footy career did you start adding in your own preparation uh, is that something that you've just started or have you been doing that for a couple of years and yeah t- talk us through that no i think i've been doing it for a couple of years i've always been kind of obsessed with trying to find the best way to i guess get my body ready and get mentally ready for a game and yeah feeling my best and i try and if ever i play a good game i try and 
repeat what I did prior. Yeah. So not superstitions, but yeah, I just try and repeat the experience, getting a bit of a routine. Yep. Yeah. Body loves routine. That's it for anyone listening in that just goes to show that by doing, it's almost like you're approaching your training by the sounds of it, by just doing what everyone else does, you're probably going to get sit in the same place where if you can find an edge, it's by finding these extra things that are going to give you a competitive edge. So it makes a lot of sense. Noah Dowie on Instagram has written, what's your favourite pre-game meal? Do you have a set meal that you eat or? Yeah. So the day before I'll have pasta for lunch and then usually people do it for dinner, but I do it for lunch. And then the night before a game, I usually have chicken and rice and then a protein shake as well. And and why did you, yeah, you mentioned that is pretty typical, the football's pasta the night before. Why do you like having it for lunch and then having rice and chicken the night before? I'm actually not too sure. I did it a while ago and I just kept it. Maybe, it, I think maybe pasta, pasta was probably a bit too much the night before, so I probably did it the day before. And then chicken's a bit of protein as well, which is good for the body, yeah. as well as with, with some rice, which is carbs as well. So I'm still getting the carbs in. So I think, yep. I think that's a good balance. Yeah, 100%. If, if any, and I mean, I'm not a sports dietitian, so you'd want to consult the dietitian, but pasta yeah, can be quite heavy on your digestive system for those listening in. So make sure you listen to your body. The body's pretty intelligent giving you feedback, and I reckon I'm backing your intuition there, Harry. I reckon you're onto something there, mate. Having the- yeah, well, I've just yeah, I'm not sure about I'm, I don't know any dietitians, but yeah, I've just done that. Works yeah. best for my body. Yep, yep. It makes a lot of sense. And rice is a lot easier to metabolize, so to do that while you're at rest at night time, hopefully, is going to allow you to have a quality night's sleep as well. So love that. We'll go a couple more from the Instagram. There's a bit of tanning stuff going on, so a bit of banter from the... Yeah. Are they the dragons? Are they the dragon? I'm not sure. I can't be tanning, tanning tips. Yeah, they think I use tanning lotion. Just <laughs> One person, Corey Berman's written in, do you prefer beak test or yo-yo in test? I'm a yo-yo. I'm a yo-yo guy. I actually yeah. like them both. They're probably like suited to me because I think I use a bit of agility to get a bit yeah. of edge to get that turn going. I try and turn really quickly, and yeah, that helps me and saves a bit of energy as well. Yep, this one's a good one. So, Dos Toss Pods, I might be another podcast. Harry, you seem yeah. quite composed in the media on AFL three hundred and sixty. What do you put that down to? Do you know this person? Uh, yeah, they're my mates. Uh, uh, yeah. It's a po- it's a podcast that they started, and I was actually on it at the start. Good shout out. Yeah, so uh, they probably they probably want me to say, but definitely not. fair enough we'll we'll delete them off the instagram then (laughs) all right we'll go back to the back to the the real deal so going back into your your football preparation are there any key areas on game day that you like to do to reset so maybe the first quarter didn't quite go to plan for the team and as an individual you mentioned leadership what are some things that you've that you like to do to reset and refocus and ensure that you, the team as well as yourself individually are going to perform well in the second quarter or it could be first yeah. half and the third quarter. Yeah. So I've actually, Dave Butterfin taught me a lot about that. And if it's not going your way, how to reset. So yeah, whenever I get a chance to just like sink in, like, like sink what's happened in and process it, I yeah try and reset if it's not going my way and like say like restart, there's still time left and I can still impact. Yeah. So yeah, that's really helped me, especially this year if stuff hasn't gone my way or games haven't gone my way i think i've still still been able to do like a few things that have like shown my talent i guess and then like you said also leadership wise just like getting around others making sure they're feeling good they're happy with how they're playing and then yeah i feel like if you put work like if you put effort into others it might turn for you 
No, I love that. Great mindset, mate. Like like you said at the very start of the podcast, that give first mentality and how that gives yeah. back. So I think if every player thinks that way, the team's going to be in a pretty good place. And no doubt that's probably a big factor why Sam Dragons are going so well with, with leaders like yourself involved. Just leaning in a little bit more into pro, that, that system that you talked about that Butters taught you and that you've been practising in resetting in games. I think it's a really important thing for developing footballers to, to start practicing this aspect because the physical side's talked about a lot and the physical side probably hasn't yeah. changed that much. But I think the sports psychology is something that is growing a lot at the top level and it's starting to drip feed all the way through into our sport, which is great. You mentioned processing what's going on in the game and then focusing on how to make an impact. Can you take us, talk a little bit more detail? What, when you're processing that, are you sitting in the rooms? Are you, is it happening while you're actually in the game when you obviously when you've not got the ball, but maybe on the yeah. bench when you're a little bit of a, a play away from the game? Talk us through how do you process in the game of football? Yeah, it's probably just whenever I have a bit of time to myself, like if I, the ball's down the other end or it is like quarter time or half time. And just whenever it comes to mind, really, like whenever I think about it, that probably tells me that I'm probably not playing that well or I'm not doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of just reset and just like I think someone taught me recently that if you just like fake it till you make it, do the things that you know you, you do when you are playing well and just try and do them and then hopefully it turns for you. Yeah, and then when you want to make an impact, what part of your game are you focusing on? Just your strengths. Back yourself in. Have confidence that you are able to have a good game and impact positively. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome, mate. That's, yeah, that's very good. We'll move into the side of the podcast, get to know Harry's side. So with this one, you don't have to have a life motto or a quote, but do you have a favourite inspirational quote or life motto that you like to live by? Not really. It's just probably like work hard. Yep. Yeah. And like hard, what about, actually, no, hard work, hard work pays off. That's the one. Got that, in my room. Got that hung up in my room, yeah. Oh, very good. Nice, mate. And then... Complicated. It, in your so let's just say in your work life so when you're at training in you know in, in the football mode whether it be game day at training in the gym recovery whatever it might be what are your pet peeves what can fire you up in the gym and training yeah just in, in it might be a, a a staff member a player is there anything that yeah you, that, you, that is a pet peeve of yours not really just maybe when people aren't like giving it the raw or focusing or anything yeah yep okay so yeah they're not giving well, I guess that goes back to your quote, they're not putting in the work. Yeah. And yep. Favourite way to spend your day off? Probably, yeah, golf. A bit hard with school and footy this year, but whenever I get the time, I try and play, yeah. Yeah. Is that the driving range or do you go with mates and, and have a... I'd probably play, yeah, 9 or 18. That's probably better. Yeah. And what about a favourite holiday destination worldwide? Yeah, um, Bali because of the weather. Yeah, love yep. a bit of sun. Probably cop a bit because of my tan there, but... No. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome, mate. While well, we're at the final section of the podcast, if anyone's got any final questions for Harry, feel free to send them through. But thanks heaps for jumping on, mate. What are you most excited about for 2022? I can probably guess the answer, but yeah, take us through what's on the horizon for you. There's a fair bit. Yeah, well, definitely the long-term goal is to hopefully get drafted as high as I can and then also finish school and do pretty well there. And then, yeah, the long-term goal, goals, but Try not to focus too hard on them. I'm just playing it week by week, game by game, and kind of like, yeah, every school thing I have, like sack by sack. So, yeah, just focusing week by week and giving it my all every game because, yeah, I think if you look too far ahead, you get a bit distracted. Yeah. Yeah, the cliche in footy, hey, week by week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, a few cliche things said. (laughs) Now, 
we've been doing our sessions at Schwartz Fitness and uh, since you've been coming in, I've, I've definitely got the feeling of uh, how big of an impact you've made on the Ajax Football Club. Yeah. Talk us through Ajax for those that aren't aware and yeah, talk us through how long you've played there for and then your, your connection with the club to this day. I know you've got your commitments to Sandy, obviously, in Big Metro, but what does Ajax mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot. So Ajax is like the local Jewish club here in like Melbourne. They're part of like the SMJFL. So I played there from under nines, bottom age till through to 16s until I got into Dragons. And yeah, it meant a lot for my development. Played with all my mates from school there. And yeah, the Jewish community is like such a strong community and like the Ajax Football Club is like another way to like people people just get around each other. Everyone's so supportive of each other. The Jewish community does love their footy. So yeah, at school as well, like I played with most of my schoolmates. So yeah, it was kind of just like, a really fun time I remember playing there and yeah I still played I played senior footy at Ajax last year with yep. yeah with like a lot of people I knew in the community and my cousin as well so yeah just to be able to I guess enjoy my footy as well with the people that I know and such a strong community was big for my development and yeah just made me love footy. Ah, fantastic well said mate and for the rest of the year for you obviously you've got year 12 which you mentioned you're putting some good energy in and uh, and time into that. But from a football perspective, obviously you've got yeah, there's some big games ahead and then you've, you've also got the, the combine. So leading up to the draft, how do you go about getting that balance right between performing, like you said, week after week with games and then also having the, the combine, I guess, dangling over your head as well? Yeah. So that's like the thing I want to, pretty, I want to stay pretty consistent with my training, mm-hmm. not just focusing on like the games and recovering from that, but also making sure I have a good base fitness and I'm staying on top of my gym work. So then when the draft combine does come around, I'm already prepared to do like that block of training that we'll probably do together. So yeah, just not starting too low and having like a strong base that I can then elevate myself even more. It's a great approach, mate, because obviously it's not just setting yourself up for this year, but also, you know, your first, hopefully, or no doubt, your yeah. first April preseason where the workload's going to go from, you know, sending football to, to full-time footy. So it's great that you're doing all these extra things that you'll no doubt will pay dividends for for next year. Well, thank you so much for, for jumping on, mate, and uh, sharing with us some insights. I'm a strong believer that success leaves clues, and, and you've dropped some clues all the way through from minute one, mate, for developing footballers. So, yeah, thanks for jumping on and, and spending some time on the podcast. For those that are interested to ask some questions or, or follow your football journey, where's the best place to get in contact, mate? Just Instagram, I guess. Yeah. 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 We'll add the link in the show notes for, for those listening in on the podcast. And yeah, thanks again, mate, for jumping on and looking forward to our gym sessions next week. So make sure you have a a great game this weekend, mate. (laughs) No, thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Awesome. And for everyone that's tuned in, thanks for jumping on. Our next Prepare Like a Pro live chat show will be this Friday at 8.30 p.m. with Justin Crow, who's the High Performance Manager at Melbourne Victory. So that's this Friday at 8.30 p.m. I'll see you guys then. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of the Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane and I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me 
fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their N of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, like yeah, game changes, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the strength conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And, yeah, thanks, um, thanks Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was, you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah certainly yeah has been massive for me now, and and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts doing a, a journal every day just to be to say what I'm grateful for sort of three things and um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to yeah like reset and and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about you know that there is more to life than football or you know might be whatever as an SNC coach you know if something's you having a hard time um, it can be massive with just yeah opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble um, so that's that's been huge um i think i wish back then when i was younger i asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things mm -hmm. i think i was a bit single-minded back then and um you know i thought there was one way of doing things and um if i kind of didn't have that fear fear of you know asking a silly question or fear of judgment it would have got me a lot further and i probably would have learned a lot quicker um and yeah. and yeah, like just yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest, 
or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.